0: welcome to the show this is anything and everything ravina yeah this is my fifth episode I'm glad you guys are here um guys I recently found out that I have an anxious attachment style and that's why all my relationships have been shit I mean <laughs> I'm not going to say you know the men were are all uh, great people because we all have our issues I've never actually thought that I was a problem a relationship also i always just thought it was you know the men that i was with recently i had an introspection and i figured out that i have an anxious attachment style in relationships and that's kind of not good that's not good i'm talking about it now because i feel like other people have the same attachment style as me and they don't even know that they do so this is for self awareness, guys. If okay, so anxious attachment style is literally characterized by lack of independence, uh, and a deep desire to be close to your partner. People with anxious attachment style often worry about rejection and abandonment. And yeah, that's me, I worry about people leaving me. <laughs> you guys have no idea how that scares me when I get into a relationship. I literally leave them before they leave me because i'm just scared they're going to leave because nobody ever stays that was the notion i had of course now i know better yeah what will you look like if you have an anxious attachment style you might feel insecure about the status of your relationship constantly questioning if your partner likes you wondering if they're looking for reasons to break up with you do this a lot like i'm constantly okay does he like me i don't know why i do that like i can't even (laughs) explain it that's the thing i'm talking about these things because there are things that i do and i didn't know there were problems i was just be wondering if my boyfriend at the time was thinking about breaking up with me for no reason because i had such fear of abandonment i overanalyze everything they do when there's a change in in the tone of voice in the movement, in the normal the, the things they do, I'm like shit. Don't they love me anymore? Is this over? You know, like, there's intrusive thoughts anxiety. Basically, <laughs> you may also read too much into your partner's emotions and take their behaviors too personally. This can this can really look like obsessing about being left unread, or overanalyzing offhanded comments made by your partner. And I do this a lot. Like I would get mad if i was left unread like i know my ex-boyfriend would leave me unread for no reason like you would read my messages and not reply and that fucked with me a lot that used to grind my gears like i was i would be so mad i would cause the whole argument just because he wouldn't reply and i'll be like the fuck are you leaving me read? what the fuck is happening why would you read and not reply that is so rude and i would just get mad at that you may also find yourself being controlling towards your partner requiring them to do things that make you feel secure in the relationship that are out of character for them such as making them send you good morning and good night texts <laughs> oh my god this brings back memories girl if you are doing this you are a problem i'm sorry i used to do this so i know i know better now but there are some people that just you have to find out what your partner likes it can't just be all about you i feel like i used to do these things where um if i don't get what i want like i start to make a fuss like so i'm a kind of person that when i like you or when we're together or when we're in a relationship i don't ask much of you but when i do ask something of you i want you to give it to me i don't give a fuck how you're going to get to it i just want it period and now it's kind of toxic now that i'm reading about it because i get really obsessive and controlling when i don't get that boyfriend i wanted something from him like an appliance or something and i asked nicely and I was like i want this but he said no and then i got really mad like why the fuck were you saying no turned it into like a big fight like why the fuck would you say no you can't say no to me <laughs> what i'm your fucking girlfriend like you can't say no to me but that is not healthy. It's okay for people to say no. They feel like they're not in the position to give you what you want at that moment. Just let it go. Don't obsess over it. Don't get super controlling. That shit is, that shit is not, doesn't look good at all. Also, I didn't think that was the problem when I was doing all this. Yeah. And I'm sure my partners didn't even think it well. I'm sure some of them thought it was a problem and never brought it up, but some did, they brought it up, we talked about it, and I still didn't think it was a problem. (laughs) I do that thing where I have to read from a valid source before I can actually take whoever seriously or whatever I I have to feel like, okay, yeah, this is actually a thing and not just something you made up in your head before i can take you seriously <laughs> the point is if uh, you're someone with an anxious attachment style you can also manifest jealousy and just generally acting overly emotional and this heightened emotion can also lead you to look for reasons to fight if this is your default attachment style you may also find yourself expecting your partner to leave you because you're unable to see yourself forth in that relationship if you have an anxious attachment style very very important for you to address it don't let insecurities get into your head and ruin a good thing when you're addressing your anxious attachment style in yourself the first thing is to recognize the behaviors like i am now like i know these things are bad now but trust me at that point i didn't think he was i didn't even think i was doing anything wrong so first thing first you need to actually recognize these behaviors in yourself it's very important to do some introspection and try to figure out where these feelings are coming from you know uh did an ex cheat on you I used to recovering from that time where someone broke your trust, and I know this for men. Someone will break your trust in like what primary two. You are still fucking hurting. You need to let go, and that's the thing. You may not even think that you're. You may think you are not hurting, but you actually are because you can't even form proper relationship because of these tiny things that are holding you back. You need to identify the cause of these problems so you can make a plan to move forward. In a great way that helped me and I think it's also helped a lot of people out there is through journaling when I was younger I used to journal at a point some people found my journals and then they were reading it. I didn't like that uh because I didn't have that privacy anymore so I just stopped but I'm back at it now because I have my full privacy and trust me when i tell you that journaling works putting all your ideas on paper can help you sort them out in a very productive way and in addition to journaling about the past it can be a very good idea to keep a journal about the things that are making you anxious in the present like writing things down can help you look, look at things more objectively and it can help you reduce your anxiety about you know menial, or things it will also show you a pattern of the type of things that makes you anxious so when you see when you go back to read all these things and you can identify the things that you know are now a pattern it will now help you work better on it. So my dear uh listeners <laughs> you guys need to do some introspection what is your attachment style and it's okay some people have secure attachment style not everybody has to be toxic it's not it's not a competition but everybody has an attachment style it could be a secure attachment style it could be an avoidant attachment style which is like totally opposite of the anxious attachment style so i'll probably talk about it on the next class so you guys can get like the most common ones are the anxious and avoidant attachment styles, and there are some people that have both. Like they have the anxious attachment, style. <laughs> and then they have the avoidant attachment style. So they have the whole problem is doing one. So I don't know, man. They still need to be aware. That's still the first step, and I feel like everybody can can get help. If you can't get professional help, that's exactly why we're doing this. We can form a community that we can talk about all these things and just help each other through it. Or you can journal on your own. That's great also. I don't have a community around, but I do journal. I journal about the things I feel. Sometimes when I feel anxious, I just write it down. When I feel sad, I try so hard to feel my emotions. I try to feel it so I can... And I only feel it when I write it down. I can articulate it and read it and be like, yes, this was exactly what I was feeling. My heart was heavy. I was feeling angry. I was feeling sad. I was feeling ashamed. You know, put those emotions down. So when when you put it down, it's easier to get through it. It's easier to dissect whatever you were feeling and make a plan to be better. I mean, that's still the goal. (laughs) <laughs> all right guys thank you for listening uh to this episode i really appreciate it again you can follow me on my socials i really need to stop saying that but well you can still follow me on my socials i guess you guys know what that is then so bye hi guys welcome to another episode of anything and everything with Ravina I'm glad you guys tuned in to join me this week. Uh, Last week I was talking about how I realized that I had an anxious attachment style and yeah, I said I was going to talk about the complete opposite of what that is, which is the avoidant attachment style. So adults with avoidant attachment style are the opposite of us, me, I. (laughs) Instead of craving intimacy, they are so wary of closeness. They try to avoid emotional connections with others and they'd rather not rely on others or like have others rely on them. Anyone with avoidant attachment style, their own biggest fear is to get close to you. They run away from intimacy a lot. I know this because i've uh experienced it first time i used to date someone with that attachment style i wasn't clingy but like my fear was wanting to be around them every time and not being able to see them that was my fear and their own fear was getting too close to me so it's like you know opposite attracts in that kind of situation and in that kind of situation we were just trauma bonding at that point because we had like opposite attachment styles that we had not quite yet worked on so how avoidant attachment style affects adult relationships you tend to find it difficult to tolerate emotional intimacy you value your independence and freedom to the point where you can feel uncomfortable choked you can feel stifled by intimacy or closeness in any romantic relationship so it's not like you're the thing is you're not even you're not irritated by your partner or anything but you just don't feel the need to be intimate with them. Like the intimacy, you just run from it. So, yeah, the more someone tries to get close to you, or the needier your partner becomes, the more you tend to like withdraw. You are probably uncomfortable with your emotions. Some partners often accuse you of being distant or closed off. Some partners accuse you of being rigid and intolerant. And in return, you probably accuse them of being needy. <laughs> you know that kind of dynamic guys the ones where where you're like oh you're too needy it's like oh no you're too distant and it's like literally opposite yeah you tend to minimize or disregard your partner's feelings You know, or you probably keep secrets from them, you engage in affairs. You may prefer casual relationships to long term intimate ones. And you may even seek out partners who are equally independent and, you know, the ones that will keep their distance emotionally. You don't want any attachment. But this is toxic guys, this is an unhealthy attachment style. You're avoiding intimacy because you probably don't think you feel like you should be loved. To be honest, this um attachment style often stems from like parents or caregiver who was like unavailable or who wasn't there for you during your childhood. There doesn't mean they didn't provide for you. It just means emotionally you they weren't there for you emotionally and you were forced to like distance yourself emotionally to try to self-soothe yourself. Now I'm going to talk about the causes of insecure attachments. There are a lot but I'm going to pick a few that I feel like people are not talking about enough to be honest yeah. One, having a young or inexperienced mother lacking in necessary parenting skill. Like seriously, we don't talk about this enough in our society. Not everybody is ready to be a mom not everybody people are just passing down generational trauma to their children nobody is really doing the work like everybody is just winging it they just feel like okay by this age i should have a child but do you have the necessary skill to take care of that child are you mentally physically and emotionally capable because when you bring a child into this planet or into this earth yeah whatever that child gets to grow up to be is is Partly your responsibility, partly on you, because you get to shape that child. The kind of environment the child grows up in. It's not just about oh I'm old enough, oh I have money, oh I, I think I can I can provide financially. No, are you there emotionally? If your child cries to you and tells you oh someone is <clears throat> someone is bullying me in school, are you the kind of parent that would say suck it up, or are yeah, the kind of parent that would communicate with your child and just try to talk through it and find a solution to whatever is happening. I know most Nigerian parents don't really they don't really give a fuck like that emotionally. It's like they feel like um if they're already giving you food, if they're already providing for you financially, if they're already sending you to school, you should be grateful enough because they probably didn't have those privileges growing up or their fathers before them didn't have those privileges. Anywho, these are the causes of insecure attachment and these are the things that are long-term in adult relationships like You just have children that you're piping out and they can't even form a healthy relationship You guys don't think that's a problem. This thing literally affects every part of our lives. Secondly your parents or your caregiver experienced depression so if your caregiver or your parents if when they had you they weren't okay by themselves mentally i think i already mentioned this there's no way they can adequately support you emotionally if um, they can't do that for themselves if your caregivers are addicted to any substance like drugs or alcohol it might reduce their ability to like accurately respond to your physical and emotional needs. Traumatic experiences can cause it, like illness or accident. Physical neglect, I think that's self-explanatory. If they're not taking care of you, maybe nutrition-wise or medical-wise, yeah, that can cause it. Emotional neglect also. And there's this one that we don't talk about, we really don't talk about um, a lot, which is physical and sexual abuse. This is epidemic in our society of today it is a fucking epidemic like almost everyone here I know went through physical abuse like not sexual now physical abuse even though sexual is as bad as as physical abuse in the society and the anointing that it's been so normalized the way physical abuse is normalized in, in this country people can jungle justice burn you on the street just because you stole money and then they'll get away with it. That's fucked up. That's not that's not okay. That's not okay. Like in every part of our society school they will abuse you in school, abuse you at home you still Get to it. that reminds me speaking of abuse i saw the story on twitter last week that was annoying the shit out of me this uh, arabic school people were abusing this girl like four of them were just whipping the poor girl for what i don't even want to know whatever reason but no human being should be fucking treated like that She'll go home and still get beaten like that and still go to school. It's like a fucking circle. It's like our whole society is built on this abuse. So it's kind of generational. And that needs to stop because they're doing this, but you don't consider the long term effects. So or if you don't consider it, or let's just say you don't know, collectively, most people in our society do not know the long term effects of abuse. So that's why more people need to start talking about it because people are just out here not feeling their feelings because they got abused as a child and that shit that shit is not cute man like we need to like go over it it's sad thinking about it now really <laughs> uh the last two ones is um if we're separated right, from your primary caregiver maybe they shipped you off to boarding school and you never really had anybody but seniors to look up to or to <laughs> really tell your story to or to you never really had anybody to relate at that time emotionally with you If and if you are the kind of person that wasn't really a people's person you don't really have friends it's be hard for you because you are going to be closed off and that's that's not Uh, the last one is inconsistency in location people that tend to move from place to place the point is distance causes Avoidant attachment style in people, and on the long run, they come kind of from healthy relationships. Now, if you know that you have avoidant attachment style, please and please go and see a therapist. <laughs> you need to get your mind right. You have to start by taking care of your mental health, taking care of that inner voice inside you, very powerful. If you can't afford a therapist, like I say, you can start to journal, start to write things down, start to study the pattern of the things that you do, start to intentionally not do the things that you do start to tell yourself see when you are aware that's the first step then you start to consciously work on it it's not something that can be fixed that's why we all have to talk about it <laughs> oh okay i'm glad you guys tuned in for this episode i'll see you guys next week thank you very much bye Welcome to another episode of Anything and Everything with Ravina. I'm glad you guys tuned in to join me this week. Uh, Last week, I was talking about how I realized that I had an anxious attachment style. And yeah, I said I was going to talk about the complete opposite of what that is, which is the avoidant attachment style. So, adults with avoidant attachment style are the opposite of us, me, I. (laughs) Instead of craving intimacy, they're so wary of closeness they try to avoid emotional connections with others and they'd rather not rely on others or like have others rely on them anyone with voidant attachment style their own biggest fear is to get close to you they run away from intimacy a lot i know this because i've uh, experienced it first i used to date someone with that attachment style I wasn't clingy but like my fear was wanting to be around them every time and not being able to see them that was my fear and their own fear was getting too close to me. So it's like you know opposite attracts in that kind of situation and in that kind of situation we were just trauma bonding at that point because we had like opposite attachment styles that we had not quite yet worked on so our avoidant attachment style affects adult relationships you tend to find it difficult to tolerate emotional intimacy you value your independence and freedom to the point where you can feel uncomfortable choked you can feel stifled by intimacy or closeness in any romantic relationship so it's not like you're the thing is you're not even you're not irritated by your partner or anything But you just don't feel the need to be intimate with them like the intimacy you just run from it so yeah the more someone tries to get close to you or the needier your partner becomes the more you tend to like withdraw you are probably uncomfortable with your emotions some partners often accuse you of being distant or closed off some partners accuse you of being rigid and intolerant and in return you probably accuse them of being needy You know, that kind of dynamic, guys. The where, ones <laughs> where you're like, Oh, you're too needy. He's like, Oh, no, you're too distant. And it's like literally opposite. Yeah. You tend to minimize or disregard your partner's feelings. You know, or you probably keep secrets from them, you engage in affairs. you may prefer casual relationships to long term intimate ones. And you may even seek out partners who are equally independent and, you know, the ones that will keep their distance emotionally. You don't want any attachment. But well, this is toxic, guys. This is an unhealthy attachment style. You're avoiding intimacy because you probably don't think you feel like you should be loved. To be honest, this um attachment style often stems from like parents or caregiver who was like unavailable or who wasn't there for you during your childhood. There doesn't mean they didn't provide for you. It just means emotionally you they weren't there for you emotionally and you were forced to like distance yourself emotionally to try to self-soothe yourself now i'm going to talk about the causes of insecure attachments there are a lot but i'm going to pick a few that i feel like people are not talking about enough to be honest yeah one having a young or inexperienced mother lacking in necessary parenting skill like seriously we don't talk about this enough in our society not everybody is ready to be a mom not everybody. People are just passing down generational trauma to their children. Nobody is really doing the work. Like everybody is just winging it. They just feel like, okay, by this age, I should have a child. But do you have the necessary skill to take care of that child? Are you mentally, physically, and emotionally capable? Because when you bring a child into this planet or into this earth yeah whatever that child gets to grow up to be is is partly your responsibility partly on you because you get to shape that child the kind of environment the child grows up in it's not just about oh i'm old enough oh i have money oh i, I think i can i can provide financially no are you there emotionally if your child cries to you and tells you oh someone is <clears throat> someone is bullying me in school are you the kind of parent that would say suck it up are you yeah, the kind of parent that would communicate with your child and just try to talk through it and find a solution to whatever is happening. I know most Nigerian parents don't really they don't really give a fuck like that emotionally. It's like they feel like um if they're already giving you food, if they're already providing for you financially, if they're already sending you to school, you should be grateful enough because they probably didn't have those privileges growing up or their fathers before them didn't have those privileges. Anywho, these are the causes of insecure attachment. And these are the things that are long-term in adult relationships. Like, you just have children that you're piping out. And they can't even form a healthy relationship. You guys don't think that's a problem. This thing literally affects every part of our lives. Secondly, your parents or your caregiver experienced depression. So, if your caregiver or your parents, if when they had you they weren't okay by themselves mentally i think i already mentioned this there's no way they can adequately support you emotionally if um, they can't do that for themselves if your caregivers are addicted to any substance like drugs or alcohol it might reduce their ability to like accurately respond to your physical and emotional needs. Traumatic experiences can cause it, like illness or accident. Physical neglect, I think that's self-explanatory. If they're not taking care of you, maybe nutrition-wise or medical-wise, yeah, that can cause it. Emotional neglect also. And there's this one that we don't talk about. We really don't talk about um, a lot, which is physical and sexual abuse. This is an epidemic in our society of today it is a fucking epidemic like almost everyone that i know went through physical abuse like not sexual now physical abuse even though sexual is as bad as as physical abuse in society and the anointing that it's been so normalized the way physical abuse is normalizing in this country people can jungle justice burn you on the street just because you stole money and then they'll get away with it that's fucked up that's not that's not okay that's not okay like in every part of our society school they'll abuse you in school abuse you at home. You still get to that reminds me speaking of abuse i saw the story on twitter last week that was annoying the shit out of me this uh, arabic school people were abusing this girl like four of them were just whipping the poor girl for what i don't even want to know whatever reason but no human being should be fucking treated like that she'll go home and still get beaten like that and still go to school. It's like a fucking circle. It's like our whole society is built on this abuse. So it's kind of generational. And that needs to stop because they're doing this, but you don't consider the long-term effects. Or if you don't consider it, or let's just say you don't know, collectively, most people in our society do not know the long-term effects of abuse. So that's why more people need to start talking about it because... People are just out here not feeling their feelings because they got abused as a child and that shit, that shit is not cute man, like we need to like go over it. It's sad thinking about it now, really. <laughs> uh, The last two ones is um if we're separated right, from your primary caregiver, maybe they shipped you off to boarding school and you never really had anybody but seniors to look up to or to really tell your story to or to you never really had anybody to relate at that time emotionally with you if, and if you are the kind of person that wasn't really a people's person you don't really have friends it's be really hard for you because you are going to be closed off and that's that's not good. Uh, the last one is inconsistency in location people that tend to move from place to place the point is distance causes avoidant attachment style in people and on the long run they come kind of from healthy relationships. Now if you know that you have avoidant attachment style, please and please go and see a therapist. You need to get your mind right. You have to start by taking care of your mental health, taking care of that inner voice inside you. Very powerful. If you can't afford a therapist, like I say, you can start to journal, start to write things down, start to study the pattern of the things that you do, start to intentionally know do the things that you do start to tell yourself see when you are aware that's the first step then you start to consciously work on it it's not something that can be fixed that's why we all have to talk about it (laughs) oh okay i'm glad you guys tuned in for this episode i'll see you guys next week thank you very much bye